0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon, and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. please so 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. I have an introduction, but I'll, I'll begin my introduction after we read 2 Timothy 3.16, 2 Timothy 316, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, the Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, truly finished unto all good works. Let's read that again, just a, a short, kind of a short piece of scripture. Uh, let's read it again. 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says, All scripture, everything our Bible has to say, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, truly finished unto all good works. Uh, The sermon title today is Setting a Standard, Setting a Standard, or Setting the Standard, uh, if you will. So I want to begin with a funny illustration uh, that that it'll make a lot of sense if you just follow me, just follow me for a moment. But it is funny or ironic to to many people who know me that today I am a substitute teaching at the Elk Point Jefferson School, uh, just down the couple blocks over. Woo, go Huskies. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I'm enjoying it. And the funny or ironic part, especially um, to my mother, who's uh, homesick, love you, mom, uh, is that um, I was never, ever good at school. <laughs> and that uh, the, the guy teaching school, which is me, the guy teaching uh, was never, school was never, ever a strength or something that came easy. Uh, that's more like my sister. Uh, just she was the one who studied and I was the one who couldn't sit still. And that you know and I still kind of feel that way today. Uh, but that was more of her thing and less of my thing and it's just the funny part is is that you know the guy who struggled uh, with school is the guy who's teaching school so now you'll send your kids to, another, to a different school to, to go to Valley or something. Yikes, but, um it was fun uh the the school so i was in an extra um oh excuse me where i where i succeeded in school was extracurricular as you might think Uh, i exceeded in in um or i did well in speech class i did well in uh shop arts the arts i did all i did well in all of the arts meaning uh, music uh art, painting, whatever. I did well in those things, and I did poorly in the, in the core, uh, math, social studies, science. I did, kind of did, seized it, get degrees, you know, and we all know that, and D for diploma. And, uh, and so I, I struggled in those parts, but I was in, I was in the, uh, in Elk Point Jefferson, I was in the special education room, and that's what they needed a substitute teacher for. A student walked in the door, and they needed help with math. And I'm like, great. And the teacher said, hey, why don't you go over to Big Ryan? They call me Big Ryan because there's another uh, Little Ryan. So like, <laughs> just like Ryan Hunt, yeah, just like Ryan Hunt. So Ryan Hunt's Little Ryan. I'm Big Ryan. That'll always be that way unless you get taller than me. Uh, but I'm, I'm Big Ryan. And the teacher said, why don't you go over to Big Ryan and, and get help with math? As the student was walking toward me, and I'm like, oh, this better not be Geometry, or I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, you know. I'm going to have a hard time. I'm going to be so embarrassed uh, when I ask this teacher, like, hey, can, can you help me with this? But when I learned or when I saw what was on this student's paper, my confidence went from below the floor to above the roof. It was great. It was. I felt excellent because uh, we were doing multiplication. It's all we were doing. So the student said, oh, man seven times four, oh, seven times four. And I'm like, yeah, 28, <laughs> yeah, yes! <laughs> I'm like, I've never been the first one to answer, ever. <laughs> and so I'm, so again, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm like, yes, it, this is something I can do. So again, the, the student was like, nine times six, you know, nine, 18, I'm like, 54! 54, write that down. And and yeah, they they haven't had me in the special ed room ever since. But I get, I get, I'm like, yeah, for something that I struggled with so hard, if you, if anybody in this room needs a confidence booster, uh, go to something that you used to struggle with and, and do it again. And you're like, yeah, bow in my wisdom, you know, for all these kids in the room, I'm like, yes. I, and again, it made me really happy and excited. Seriously. So I, I'm being serious. I came home and I was in a good mood. And I was like, yeah, I feel smart for like the first time in my life. Just never been good at math ever. So here's, here's the point of the illustration. Here's the point of the illustration. School became very easy once I significantly lowered the standard. School became very easy once I significantly lowered the standard. Secondly, uh, and this illustration is much quicker, but it tells the same story. Pastor Jesse, you can ask him, you can ask him to give a story. He will tell you a true story, true story. He was the winner of a dunk contest. He dunked the basketball better than anyone else could, and he won the dunk contest. The problem is, is, that what you might assume, is that the standard was lowered. The standard went from an NBA 10 feet high to what he was dunking on was 8 feet. Was he the winner? Of course he was. But the way he was able to win or succeed was that because the standard was lowered. This morning, I want to speak about setting the standard. Setting a standard or setting the standard. And more importantly, though, but God's standards. God's standards. God certainly, God's Book the Bible is full full of standards, uh, full of them. And I also I don't want you to be afraid of that word uh, uh, standard, uh, because let me explain what I'm saying. And and this is important. Standards are important, and standards are vital. And most of you know how to define uh, a standard. What is a standard? It is. uh, And now what I'm speaking of, because standard has many different definitions. And I was learning that in the dictionary just yesterday. Standard and what I'm speaking of is established principles and rules and habits that we use as a basis of judgment. So those were many big words. I'll say it again. Sta- when I say standards, what I'm saying is, um, lost it. Whoa, oh, I lost it. Established principles and rules, habits used as a basement, uh, used as a basis. Excuse me for our judgment. The Bible contains various, many, many verses on uh, standards or setting a standard. And um, while the term setting a standard, standard is, standard is, the word is actually, it is used in the Bible and I'll show you uh, later. Uh, but it, these, these verses will offer uh, guidelines to how to live according to God's principles and God's values. So I think to get ahead of myself a little bit is the choice of if we're going to live by our own standard or God's. And that can really be the sermon this morning if you want to, hey, what was, mom, what was church about today? It was, if I'm living by God's standards or my own. You could, you could really say that. Uh, so uh, number one is choosing our own standards. Uh, choosing, choosing a standard. Everybody who has ever been created, uh, chooses a standard, chooses how, where their uh, morals lie or character lies or, or whatever it may be. We choose a standard. And this morning we have that choice. Am I going to live by my own standards or will I live by God's? And it should be this, or you could say it this way, and I wrote it down a different way. Will I let my standard of living be determined by me or by my creator? Because I think we, we think of it differently when I, when I think of it differently, excuse me, when I use the word creator. I'm like, well, I can think of how I want to live and what I deem to be right and wrong and, and how I deem my character to be and, and who I am when nobody's looking. Or I could choose to let my creator choose that. And oftentimes I think of, of movies or Pinocchio or whatever you like it to be, not to be funny, are we going to let our Creator choose? You know, are we going to let who the God that created us choose our parameters of what is right and wrong, or are we going to choose for ourselves? Letter A. The problem is that we do want to choose for ourselves. We want to make our own, and it's very easy. Very easy to make our own to to choose uh, for ourselves what is right and wrong. And the thing that makes it easy too is because we can change our mind. It's because we can break our own rules. And it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal if, if, if well, I'm the one that set the standard. So if I want to lower the basketball hoop, if I want to change the standard from a 30-year-old who should know math very well, but I'm teaching a fourth grader math, you know, I could choose the standard and, and I could lower it for my convenience. Really, really, that's what it is, is for convenience, for, e- for easy sake. But following society's standards, I want to also include this, and many times we say the world, Uh, following society's standards, or making our own, will make us a very, very insecure people because of how constantly they change. The standard, or, or young people, especially for you guys, the standard is always changing. What is right? What is wrong? According to society, according to What is normal, according to our peers, uh, the standard always changes. And I want to praise the Lord this morning. Many times I'm going to say this, God's standard doesn't change. I want to thank God for that. When he said this is right, it's still right today. When he said this is wrong, Ryan, I need you to stop doing that. It's still wrong today. And I'm happy that, again, can I go back to school I before E except after C and all that. It annoys me when standards change. I'm happy that when I read my Bible from when I was a kid and past the pirate, the standards haven't changed. From when I was a child, when I was a teenager, whatever whatever you like it to be, and when, when you all were young and now we're a little bit older, the standard has not changed, and I'm happy for that. I'm, I find comfort in that the God hasn't changed. So to continue, we are. if you are determining your standards by your peers or by your society, uh, you will always be insecure because of the change. You are chasing things that change constantly. Ephesians 4.14, the Bible says that we, th- th- this is the church. I-, I hope you can read that well. Uh, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind, uh, the changing wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness wherein they lay, they lie and wait to deceive. It's, the Bible says, may we as a church, we, may we not be so wishy-washy, tossed like children, or <laughs> I read this last night, tossed like a rag doll back and forth with the changes but may we stand firm in what we know and what we believe. Really, that's what that's what the Bible's saying. May we stand firm in that. And that there are the slightness of men, there's cunning and craftiness. Uh, we, we ought to be careful if somebody is, is reading scripture to us online and with a smile. Because um, you just can't agree with quite everything. Uh, you just can't uh, you just can't. So Here, the Bible says a church, we ought not, God's people, ought not be tossed to and fro with the changes of our standard. But we ought to be firm in what we know and in what we believe. And by the way, I I think that we are. I I think as a church, I think it is no secret as to what we believe and what we stand on. But today, I'm going to make it. Extremely clear. <laughs> Extremely clear. So, for example, things that change, and this, some of these can be funny, some of them are not. Things that change. Society's standard has changed regarding gender and identity. Society's standard is changing regarding the family, and especially the nuclear family. The standard is changing in technology and communication, and really uh, a lack of communication. Re- I've, I've seen that in many people, not just young people, many people, that we don't know how to communicate anymore. And the standard is changing. Our, you know, some, something funny, I remember when, e- you know, email is what you're supposed to send. And then it was phone calls, but now uh, I've listened to a comedian where he was like, I hate it when I get a phone call. Why don't you just text me? Or, you know, it's just the standard is kind of changing. What's normal is kind of changing. The standard is changing for how we view our environment. The standard is changing for drug and alcohol use. The standard is changing most of all in body image and beauty standards. (laughs) Those always change. They're always changing. People want standards. They actually do. People want standards and people wish for absolutes. And yes, uh, we want to conform to a, a, a standard. And we want to. Sometimes the trap, the struggle that we fall into, is letter A. We want to conform and choose our own. That's what I'm trying to say. Is letter A. We want to choose our own. Uh, go ahead, letter B. But God gave us a book of His standards. So the the trap that we fall into is we can make it up as we go. We can change them as we go. We can lower them to make them more easy. More easy. I almost said more easier. Uh, but we can lower them to make them more easy. But, but God gave us his book of standards. God gave us instruction to help us where to put our faith and where to hold our principles and our morals for daily living, for daily life. Well, let me show you how this book is a book of standards. Matthew five forty eight. the Bible says, Be therefore perfect. Wow. Be perfect? Even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. God holds His people to a a high standard. 1 Timothy 4.12, it says, Let no man despise thy youth. Don't let people look down on you for being young. 1 Timothy 4.12, Let no man despise thy youth, but instead, I want you to be an example to believers. Hold a high standard in word and conversation and charity and spirit. Be an example to those around you. And, and for young people or, or whoever you want it to be, in our offices and in our schools, uh, it says, the Bible says, don't look down on somebody for being young, but let young people have a high standard when it comes to, and then the verse says, in word and conversation, in charity and spirit. I, I pray that, that when we leave this place, you know, sometimes it's easy that... We raise our standards in church and then we lower back, back down when we're out of church in the building. You know what I'm saying? I just pray that when we leave this place, too, the standard stays where it's at. Amen. You know what? A great way to, to be a witness to people is to be consistent. Yeah. A, a great way. There's way too many, too many people. If you want to turn someone off to Christianity or friendship, whatever you like it to be, be different in places I praise the Lord that I've had people come from Menards to church here I'm very thankful that I'm the same person when I'm here um, than when I'm at Menards I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to boast, I'm not trying to be prideful I'm happy that I don't have to act a certain way when my coworkers come I'm happy that when I go to Elk Point Jefferson School I'm going to act and be the same way as I am on every Sunday morning You know. That's, I mean, that's Ryan. We know him, you know. He does, I'm not going to change. The standard is not going to be lowered in the different places I go. God gave us a book of standards. And, and uh, then Romans 12, 2. And church, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be changed that you may prove the standard, what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. This verse highlights the need to set a different standard than the world's or society's standard. Don't be conformed. Don't be changed by the world's standard that is always changing. But instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Instead, do, do something else. Uh, this verse highlights uh, that um, set a different standard than the world. By renewing one's mind according to God's will. According to the will of God, just as the verse says. Here's another trap that we can fall into. Christians, we will set our standards based on our distance from society. Based on our distance from society. I was looking at these stands um, at a different time, so this will, this will help me very quickly. Uh, this, this won't take long. But we can look at this stand as I hope everyone can see it. We can look at this stand as um, where society's standards lie. And let's look at that green tree as pure evil, pure satanic evil, okay? And I will be the church, and I'm standing at the pulpit. I'll be the church. Hey, that's a good distance. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not like them, Okay but as society changes and and society starts getting worse and really because we know that from our bible society will change society will be getting worse as time goes on and it walks more toward evil me being the church I'm like well I was here but now society has changed I guess if I'm still have a distance but I'm not where I used to be I still the the society's changed their standard I guess it's okay for me because look because look I mean seriously come on give me a break here I still have a distance and young people we ought not to determine our Christianity by our distance from the world from our friends from society thinking I'm not that bad look I still have a distance I still don't say those curse words that they say Look, there's still a change, a difference, but we ought to stand firm in the same place where we've always been because, because the standard hasn't changed. That standard will, that standard will change. But we ought when 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 in every place that we are, the society, excuse me, the standard doesn't change. We ought to stand firm where we are. So let me say this again as for everybody in this room Our Christianity is not determined on our distance from the world. Our Christianity is determined by our closeness to Christ, being like Christ. Okay? It's a very simple point, but I think that's a point that we ought to remember. We ought not to look at the distance and think, wow, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. But we ought to look the distance from Christ and I and try and bring that a little bit closer. That's that's the distance that I want to bring together. I'm no longer focused on what's changing and and how close can I get without being too close. I'm more focused on my Savior Christ, which I mean, that is pretty much the point. It's the point of Christian living. That's the point of it all being focused on Christ. You are a good Christian this morning because you are like Christ, uh, not because of your distance. Number two. Why do we compromise our standards? Number, uh, number one was we, we, want our, you know, we want a standard, and either it is determined on what we choose or determined on what the Bible says. And obviously I'm imploring you, I'm telling you this morning, let's leave our standard to what the Bible says. That's, that's, <laughs> again, that's the crux of the message. Let's leave it there. Thus saith the Lord, and that's where I'm going to stand. Um, so number one is we all have standards, and the trap is to choose. I'm telling you we shouldn't choose, but we should let the Bible choose. Number two, why do we compromise our standards? Uh, why do we compromise our standards? Uh, letter A, we compromise for the crowd. We compromise for the crowd, for the for our peers. Remember this. Remember when Peter uh, was uh, um, walking and Excuse me. Remember when Peter was walking and people were coming up to him and saying, hey, aren't, aren't you a disciple? Aren't you a follower? And remember, Peter's was like, no, no, I don't know that guy. Uh, and someone else said, no, I'm pretty sure I am pretty sure I saw you following Jesus. Aren't you one of his? And Peter cursed Jesus and says, no, 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 stop it. I, I am not a follower of his. Uh, Peter compromised from the crowd. Peter compromised from his peers. We ought to be careful when we do that. Here's another thing that I want you to take home. One sentence. Not everybody likes the standards of God. <laughs> it shouldn't be a surprise. As the world continues to get worse, our distance from the world will continue to be bigger. Not everybody is going to like the standards that we have. And it's, go, it's only going to get worse. It's going to go, it might go to a disdain or to a hate. Why do those people live like that? Why are they like that? That's, argh. I can see as society, I'm just uh, <laughs> saying something into the future. I can see as society is getting worse that they're going to hate our stand more. I, I, I can see that for sure. Um, do not compromise for the crowd. Do not compromise, young people still, do not compromise for, for the crowd, for your peers. You know, I, I, I need to be careful with what I say. I saw a, a fifth grade girl with uh, her shirt didn't come all the way to her pants. And that was the way her shirt was made. And I'm like, <laughs> don't compromise for what you see the older kids doing. Okay, I'm trying to say that the most gentle way possible. Please don't, you know, don't do that. Don't compromise. Or don't sell yourself because the older girls, that's what they're wearing and that's what they're doing. I, I, and I'm, I'm sorry, that wasn't written down, just trying to be uh, as safe as possible. I, I know I'm online. I, it's just, I, I saw that and I just immediately, I was like, man, man, just a fifth grader. So, do not compromise for your peers. Do not compromise for the crowd. Not everybody will like the standards of God. And let's just set a a principle right now that that won't be a surprise to us. (laughs) Let's just establish that that when we have standards and and we have principles that we live by the word of God, uh, it won't be a surprise when our neighbors and friends and family members might not agree. Why can't you come over? What are you doing? Well, I got you know. Sunday mornings are for church. What? I I struggled with this one. Why can't you come into work? Uh, Sunday mornings are for church. Sorry, at Menards we make we make more money on weekends. We make more money hourly uh, by three dollars I think every Saturday and Sunday, and that's why I choose to work Saturdays uh, the most I can. And people have said, "Are you crazy?" Going to church every Sunday, I'm like, yeah. I have a standard. I I'm, I I made a standard. I, I uh, but I read God's word, and it says you know not forsaking the assembling of ourselves. And the way my parents taught me, and just the way I am, I'm I'm just gonna set a standard. And my standard is I'm just not gonna miss church. I don't I don't grow when I do. <laughs> I'm just not gonna miss it. And again, I I hope not sounding prideful. I'm just trying to give examples. Uh, let us not compromise for those around us. And by the way, uh, it might come from people that we aren't expecting. It might come from people close to us, family members. This, this question of, why are you doing it that way? Why? I mean, Wednesday nights, we're going to go out to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game. Come over. Just, I'm sorry sorry, I got church at seven. But why? You know, God has a standard, and and I'm going to hold on to that standard. I'm going to hold on to what God says. What are we going to do uh, when we are pressured and the crowd or our peers come around us and pressure us to to stop our standards? I have a verse here. Colossians 3.2. It says, Set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Let's let's ask the question again. What are we going to do when our peers and our family members and even those close around us, even those who should know better, question our standards or question, well, you know, did God really say? Just like in Genesis. Did God really say? What are we going to do when I'm going to set my affection on things above and not on the temporal things on earth? And that's, sometimes that's very difficult. It's like, I'm going to miss this birthday party. I'm going to miss this thing, this get-together, this... And I have to be in church. But, you know, I'm going to focus on things that are above, not on the temporary things that are below. And, again, let me say again, that's a difficult thing to do. It is difficult. In the times, beings, in, in, in moments. I mean, I've been tempted. I, I had... <laughs> I was in Denver, Colorado seeing my sister and her, her friends were going whitewater rafting. I was like, yes, I'm so in. We're there. Abby and I are there. I said, great, it's Sunday at 9 a.m. And I was like, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And I flew out there. I want to spend time with my sister. I'm like, I'm not there. And I, she was like, for real but I also think my sister knows me well enough that there's a standard that's been set and the standard by the way let's go back a, a little bit ago the standard is consistent and the standard doesn't change so I'm not gonna change because the standard hasn't changed and the standard is the Word of God so I hope I didn't get ahead of myself too far that can we go back to the first verse that we read 2nd um, Timothy go back to that verse though the verse that's in your lap uh, 2 Timothy 3:16 What does this verse have to do with what I'm talking about? I, I, I know some let me help you connect All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable profitable, excuse me, for doctrine, reproof, correction and instruction in righteousness. He says the Bible is perfect and God-breathed it, and it is perfect for uh, doctrine and reproof and for correction and so on. What I'm saying is this is our standard i'm saying is this is the 10 foot basketball hoop this is what a a 30 year old man math should be doing not a fourth graders math this is the standard and we ought to live our lives by this standard by not what the standard that we choose we shouldn't compromise for the crowd i know i'm repeating myself but i'm just trying to really drive the point there Uh, Letter B, we compromise for ourselves. Why do we compromise? Why do we change our standards? We compromise for our peers and for the crowd. Uh, We compromise for self, for selfishness, for pride, for laziness. We choose our standard, and the only person, when we choose our own standard, the only person that wins is us. We win when we choose what the standard is. If I choose my own standard in my marriage... The only person that wins is me, and she will never win. And, and for anybody dating or any, any relationship or any friendship, if I choose my own standard, I win. But if we choose God's standards, do you know the people around us win? When we choose God's standard, when we choose what, what God has already said, and we are consistent, you are living a life uh, that is light and salt to those around you when you choose God's standard and not try and move down or uh, to your convenience to change it to your own. Um, today, we need to decide whether to let the standard drop to the character of the Christian or the character of the Christian bring it up to the standard. I'll say that again. We need to decide. We're our, I mean, Ryan, I'm already saved. I'm already, I already know Jesus. Okay. You need to decide today: Am I going to lower the standard for my convenience, or am I going to meet the standard where it is? Which is already what's been said in God's Word. That's our choice that we that we need to make. And by the way, we're not going to lower it for our convenience because sometimes God's standards are tough to meet. <laughs> Some sometimes it's difficult. I'm tired. I want to go home. <laughs> And this bed is very comfortable, and it's cold outside, and <laughs> it's coming. And, uh, and I'd just rather stay home. But to the best of my ability, to the best of my ability, I'm gonna, I, a standard has been set, and I'm going to choose to follow what God has already said. We will leave the character of the Christian and, and bring, it, bring it to the standard of, of what the Bible has already said. I want to tell you this. And I, I'm glad, I'm, I'm going to use an example of somebody who came here as a visitor. So Now you're all scared. Uh, Elk Point Baptist Church will not drop the standard. Um, Elk Point Baptist Church will not drop the standard. We have a friend here this morning, uh, Elk Point Baptist Church does, who used to attend church with us in the past. And uh, maybe he attended when, when we were in the, uh, in the storefront. But there's someone in our, in our midst this morning. Now you're all questioning who it is. There's someone here today that used to come here, and he moved out to Rapid City, South Dakota. I hope that when he came here this morning, he could say, um, Elk Point Baptist Church hasn't lowered the standard. That what was preached and what was taught in that storefront, that we're going to reach people with love. We're not going to force people to serve. And so on. It's kind of the principles of where our church lie. You know what I'm saying? That Elk Point Baptist Church is still reaching people. There's still a light in our community. I hope that when he came this morning, he was like, yes, the standard didn't change. I want to praise the Lord for that. I want to praise the Lord for for him that came and his wife. But I'm just saying that, that this is a good example that if we were to leave this place, the standard will not change if our, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't mean this in, in any way, but when the standard does change, uh, I, I, I will be leaving. <laughs> I, will, I will find another church to go to. Yeah. Yeah. When the, I mean, Dan's with me. When the standard does change, that's when I'm heading out. Yes. But I think if I know Pastor Jesse well enough, and I know myself well enough, and I know Atreyu Hood well enough, the standard is not going to change. And I hope that you can, as, as leaders of your the church, I hope you can trust us with that. That we're not going to let the standard change. And we will rely on what God has already said, and we're not going to make it up. And you know what would be really convenient uh, during this church meeting? If we just lower down, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to leave it where it's at, because God already said the standard doesn't change, and I'm I'm praise the Lord this morning that if somebody leaves our church and they moved somewhere else and now they're back, the standard didn't change. I thought that was a good example when I when I saw him walk in. You know, uh, I wanna I wanna finish. Here's my conclusion. Uh, I wanna finish with this, and they all said Amen. Um, I told you that. Woo, say Amen, Ryan. Oh, come on. When he's put on the spot, he's quiet. He's never quiet. Uh, there is different words to the, uh, excuse me, there's different definitions to the word standard. There's different definitions to the word standard. And um, if you, dictionary.com, there's, there's many. Really, there's many. I want to finish my sermon with one. Uh, dictionary.com defines standard as a flag, an emblematic figure, or other object raised on a pole to indicate a rallying point of an army or a fleet. It is a, a flag, a, a figure, something that is on a pole, raised to indicate a rallying for the point of an army or a fleet. Yeah, Let me draw a, a, a mental picture and, and help you quickly. That you might think, let's go back to way in the past, Revolutionary War, Civil War, whatever you'd like it to be. There was a, a one person's job, and that was called the standard bearer. And this one man's job, his only job, <laughs> this is insane, was to walk into a battle carrying a flag. Not a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, pass, <laughs> I'll take a gun. Uh, not a gun. Not a, not a, whatever you like it to be, not an artillery, not a grenade. Okay, help me out here. Nothing. But his one job was to carry a flag. His job was called the standard bearer. And so the standard bearer, if you look back, I think I have a picture. If you look back, you know, you will find a, a, a bugle boy, you will find a drummer, and you'll always find a standard bearer back in the day. There was a story that I was told. And by the way, uh, the story may or may not be fictional. I am not sure. But there was a story I was told. That the standard bearer and the bugle boy and the drummer, uh, keeping the cadence, that's how they marched and that's how they you know, kept <coughs> in, the, in line. They were going and they were going. And soon enough, a- after a, a battle... The, or during, excuse me, during a battle, uh, the the standard bearer, the bugle boy, and the drummer was at a distance from those with guns. <laughs> Do you see a problem? <laughs> People without guns, those with guns. Uh, problem. And so the distance was large. And there came a shout saying, Standard bearer, come. Come back to the men. Bring the standard back. Bring the drummer back. Bring the bugle boy back. Excuse me. And the standard bearer said, no. Excuse me. Excuse me. Bring the men to the standard. Bring the men. Excuse me. Bring the men to us. And this morning in church, I want to tell you, I want to tell tell to all of you, no, we are not over here. We're going to bring the standard. Uh, We are going to lift ourselves up to where the standard is, the standard that's already been set. That's, that's the illustration. It says, no, bring down the standard. Wouldn't it be a lot easier if we were doing fourth grade math? Wouldn't it be a lot easier if we were dunking the basketball hoop at eight feet? Yes, it would. But no, God made a standard, and I'm not going to lower it. No, I want to bring you to the standard. And, you know, when we're doing Bible studies, when we're doing connection groups, when we're learning about our Bible, you know what you're doing? You are bringing yourself to the standard. You're not lowering it. You're bringing yourself to it. And I want to praise the Lord for that this morning. I will finish with this. God has a created a standard using his word. I'm going to be very clear on this, on this last five minutes. God has created a standard using his word. Here's what it is. John 14, 6. Jesus said on, saith unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man cometh unto the father but by me. This is the standard. The standard has been set. But wait a minute, couldn't there be another way? <laughs> this is the standard. <laughs> the standard has been set. This is what the, this this is a great example of what The standard is the Bible has already said, but wait, I mean, isn't there, I mean, why it is the gate that enters into heaven. (laughs) No, pause here a second. No, the standard's already been set. There is a standard and Jesus says, I am the way I'm the standard. I am the way I'm the truth and I am the life. And no man comes to God, but by me, look, couldn't we just lower the standard and make a better way? We've got to be very careful. We think that we're smarter or better than God. Couldn't we just lower it and say, yeah, Jesus is the standard, but can't we like add something else? Can't we make ourselves feel good? Can't we? No. The standard's been set. This is what will differentiate Alquant Baptist Church from surrounding area churches. No, the standard has been set and we're not going to lower it. The, The Bible has already said, Jesus is the way. And I'm sorry if it offends you. The gospel is offensive. No, there's no other way. I'm not going to lower the standard. Jesus is the way. What about my good works? Well, Romans 3.23 says this. What about being good? What about being a good person? For all have sinned and come short of the standard. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. And, and when, when God says Jesus is the standard, and then it says, but all have sinned. And look, your, your good works and everything that you can do is simply not enough. Because Jesus is the only way. And no matter what your brain tells you, it, that can't be. No, no, no. Leave the standard alone. Leave it where it is. But there's got to be another way. Excuse me. The Bible has already said the standard is going to stay when it says that Jesus is the way. But wait, but what about I was baptized and I, I honestly, Ryan, I am good. And I'll say, sure you are. I, I'm not going to disagree. But the standard's been set and we're not going to lower it. We're going to leave it where it is. And Jesus said, I'm the way. Then finally, then what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? What does the standard say? The standard says this in John 3, 16. Christian, for God so loved the world that, excuse me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is where we hold the standard. If Jesus is the only way, if there is no other way, now what are we going to do? For God so loved the world, he gave Jesus, and that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's where we're going to leave our standard. Let's finish with this. Now what are we going to do? Romans ten nine. If thou shalt... This is very simple. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved that's the standard let's leave it where it's at verse 10 for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation with the mouth we confess that God you are the only way Jesus you God sent your son Jesus and and my goodness there is no other way and there's nothing more I can do the standard has been set I'll point Baptist Church is going to leave it there. And I want to encourage everyone here that if you have not done what this has said, this is why we preach from the Bible because it, it, it hasn't changed. And it says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And it says that there's no other way. And it says that here's the way to get to him, though. Confess that you are a sinner. Believe on his name and call upon him and thou shalt be saved. That seems, Ryan, honestly, that seems too simple. Let's, come on, stop it. Leave the standard where it's at. That's what the standard says. We're going to leave it there, and we're going to believe what God said. And that's why I started in, in 2 Timothy, that how can we stand so firm on this, because God has given us his word, his standard, and we are sure about it. Let's finish there. Would you stand with me, please? And we'll have a verse, uh, some verses of invitation. Just want to encourage you again. You can uh, bow your head and close your eyes. And I just want to encourage you again. Uh, leave the standard where it's at. The standard's been set. Let us not compromise for the crowd. Let us not compromise for ourselves. And it's difficult. It's hard. But I I thank God, again, as I was a young boy till now, uh, the standard hasn't changed. The distance from the world has changed. Evil has changed. But God hasn't. So again, if you're thinking there's got to be another way, the standard has already said that Jesus is the way. I want to encourage you this morning, if you do not know him personally, To call out to him just as he said. It's very simple. Very simple. Say Jesus. Man I know I'm a sinner. I know I've done wrong. And I'm not going to question that. God I. I, Jesus I, I, I want you to. To cleanse me. To forgive me of what I have done wrong. And to come into my heart as my savior. And this morning you would be known as a child of the King, if you've done that. May we, as as we leave this place and go into our week, may we be consistent as to where our standard is and where the Bible stands. And again, I just want to thank God. I've said this a lot, that the standard hasn't changed. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong and we know that. Amen.